Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another cracking edition of the Map Round Show. This is the Secrets of Fail series where we are talking to CEOs and entrepreneurs all about their epic business blunders. And with us in the hot seat today uh, is none other than Matt, great name, by the way, uh, Griner. <laughs> Matt's the uh, founder and CEO of Griner Buildings. Matty, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're welcome. Okay, great. So uh, you know what's coming. Let's start with the elevator pitch. Uh, what exactly are you guys up to over there at Griner Buildings? We're a construction company. We primarily specialize in post-frame construction, which is a pretty niche um, sector of the construction industry. But uh, we also do uh, pre-engineered steel buildings, general contracting, and then uh, throughout all of that, my career, I sort of inadvertently developed a technology company as well. That's interesting, right? Uh, so to, tell us a bit about your technology components. Yeah, so um, the, the post-frame industry had some, some programs coming out that were helping, were designed to help companies uh, with estimating and, and quoting and um, just kind of running operational aspects of their company and uh, that we tried some of those. They didn't really work. I think some of the bigger companies were developing their their own proprietary software. And when I saw the gap between what was what was available off the shelf and what the what the more successful companies were doing, I just decided to kind of jump in and develop my own thing kind of happened right during like the 2008 sort of recession time and happened that there was a guy from my hometown that was available for work because he had lost his position and him and I just kind of jumped into this feet first without a plan and it's probably been over 10 years ago now and we just kept chiseling away the technology was primarily to support my company but then over the course of time some other companies have jumped on board so I now sell it as a software as a service. Very, very cool. Subscription, subscription based model. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's funny how services businesses at some point become technology businesses. Pretty much all my uh, companies do the same thing. It's like start off as a service because it's the fastest, easiest thing to sell, time to market, also expertise and skill sets usually there. And then it's like, oh, there's a whole opportunity here. <laughs> well, what if we built this? Yeah. You know, could we be a better business? Um, and that's typically what it's literally what happens so often. I hear. Yeah, yeah. It was it was in it's been incredible. I mean, so I'm a business major, and going through college, you know, we learned how to write business plans and make plans and do budgets and all this other stuff. And at this point, I'm sort of wrestling with the wisdom of actually doing that or not because if, if i would have done it for this technology i mean i wouldn't be here right now with it um because it, it really wouldn't have penciled out ever necessarily um so i kind of have a problem with that um i mean i i do believe in running a business and being budget-minded and everything and having a budget um like i said i'm just sort of trying to figure all that out still but Nonetheless, uh, I think sometimes you just have a firm belief in something and you just you just feel it strongly enough. You just go after it and you just keep after it and then kind of end up like where I've ended up. And we've built uh, a really good software. I wouldn't say it's great yet, but it's really good. 
and some other companies around the United States are finding value with it. And it's it's working. It's taken off. That's amazing, man. Well, congrats yeah. uh, on all of your success to date, bud. So look, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of this series. Uh, what is your epic story of fail for our audience around the world today, Matt? I mean, so many of them. The, the one that comes the most to mind is probably, you know, 2019. It would have been the first year after I had bought a majority of the shares of the company um just kind of seemed like we for whatever reason and there's probably a lot of reasons but we just had a, a rough financial year to sum it all up mm. and then that year was followed by all of the pandemic and everything and then hyperinflation you know the cost of building materials and interruptions in the supply chain really affected our industry very very hard i mean it affected a lot of industries but it really hit the construction industry hard uh, because anything lumber and steel <laughs> both just really suffered so um yeah that's just kind of the culmination of it that's so cool buddy so when you think about that whole experience uh and the revenues weren't where they were necessarily all that kind of stuff what do you what did you learn from that experience a, a lot a lot that i had to be a much stronger and better version of myself um i had to dig deeper i had to do i had to start a lot of of new habits. I had to shed some old habits. Um, I had that, you know, looking back, I could do it without certain people around me because some people did bail on me and um, some people cheated me and different things like that, that I could do it without them. But for me, you know, I couldn't do it without certain people and I couldn't do it without, you know, without God. And, you know, not to get all religious on anybody, whether it's my God or your God or something, the universe, whatever it is, there's a greater power out there. You know, I don't have all that figured out. You know, I choose to be a Christian and and to try to be as devout there as I can. But I think, you know, you have to find something bigger than yourself and you have to be loyal to it. I mean, I learned so much more, but but that would be it in a nutshell comes yep. to the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't reflect on these sorts of things, you like, you kind of don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't take, you don't really get clear. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. uh, but certainly like what you're saying resonates with me. Right. I mean, the sense of like, there has to be a bigger purpose to everything that you're doing. You know, it's the reason why so many uh, entrepreneurs, when they sell their businesses, they go into depression because they don't have that sense of meaning or purpose anymore, you know? So you have to find it some way, you know, whether it's, a, a religious application or if it's in something else but you have to find some kind of motivation for going through the hell <laughs> that we go through <laughs> yeah you know right so yes. yeah go ahead well I, I mean it all happened to be kind of right as as my oldest daughter was growing up and then you know my wife and i were just trying to getting really into the kind of the thick of our marriage, I guess you could say, and, and kind of keep getting things propelled along there. And then we ended up having a, a second daughter during that time. And so I found a lot of purpose there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, exactly. So look, um, 
Matt, if you could get into the Matt Brown Show time machine and do something differently, like what would you do differently and why? Well, I would go clear back to youth and I would make wiser decisions. I think, you know, I had divorced parents that were very different from each other. So I think, you know, there was, there were pros and cons on kind of both sides of that. And, and maybe I was taking, seems like maybe as a youth, like you, you take the, the easier one that tends to be the more negative one so often because you're not really thinking b- big picture. You're not thinking how things can really affect you down the road. But I mean, I think, you know, and I want to try to teach my kids this too, that like you pay for those things for a very, very long time. I don't know at what age your decisions start to impact your future. I tend to think it's probably very early, you know, maybe 10-ish or so, you know, 11, 12, definitely by the time you hit in teenage years, you know, um, I mean, I probably, you know, wasn't much older than 14 or 15 and definitely decisions back then were, were already starting to impact my future. So mm. definitely try to make some wiser, wiser decisions. I mean, I definitely learned lessons from those. Um, and, and thankfully I pulled it together. I went to college. I had a good college education. I thought that was very, very good. Um, but, uh, yeah, that would, that would be, that would have been early on. And then, you know, later on, like as you, as you get into business and everything, um, I would probably, I would probably say to be more cautious about the the people that I let in, let in through the gate. Um, even though you have to learn that the hard way too, and it's hard to take it back and regret, you know, but you know, um, people can do a lot of damage like bad people. It doesn't take very many bad eggs to spoil the bunch as the saying goes. Yep. Couldn't agree with you more, Matt. Uh, listen, what is your advice to other CEOs or entrepreneurs, uh, in terms of the importance of failing or the process of failure and becoming successful? Well, I mean, obviously I mean, I think it's, you know, it's conventional wisdom almost, although I think it's good to keep reminding. I mean, you base your show off this topic, right, is is fail forward, learn from it, don't let it drag you down, try to like, try to avoid the negative emotions of it, because they really don't do anything. I mean, it's so easy easy to dwell on the negativity and look, I, I mean, I still struggle with that every day. Um, so you really have to, you really have to work hard constantly to overcome that, not let it get you down and not let it, you know, you're basically poisoning your body. The way I look at it is we get negative and stressed. We're basically unleashing uh, poison into our b- body, whether that's cortisol or whatever. I don't know. I'm not a you know, a uh, doctor here or anything, but that, you know, that's what I understand of it. So like, keep that under control, keep, keep those valves shut, uh, learn from it, reflect on it. Like I said, for me, pray. So whatever that is, you know, 
ask something bigger than yourself to teach you from these things and to uh, bestow wisdom upon you and just take that stuff, learn from it, try not to repeat those mistakes and, you know, continue forward. Mm. Matt, uh, quickly, what about books, tools, and resources that you recommend? Uh, you know, podcasts potentially that you listen to, things like that. Okay. Yeah. So I have a lot of books I really like to read. I, I wish that I read more often. Um, but uh, I do, I, I have read the whole Bible, the whole Catholic Bible for that matter. So it was 1,250 pages. So I would recommend that to anybody. And uh, the nice thing about the, uh, the Catholic Bible is we have the books of wisdom. And I don't know why they took those out of uh, other Bibles, but uh, like I might pronounce it wrong, but the, the book, uh, the book of Sirach basically is like an old version of any modern book that you read. So modern books that I've read, I mean, uh, Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and uh, Influence People, all of the kind of the staples, right? Those those are good, I think. Um I've, I've read so many, uh, but <clears throat> I've also kind of stumbled on to a couple of people that you have maybe heard of and maybe not, but uh, Jay Farisia, I think is how you pronounce his name, started reading him like over 10 years ago, just in the fitness space on how to, how to eat right and how to, how to lift and be strong. And then I started following Jay's podcast, Renegade Radio years later and i still listen to that uh frequently because i think that's important for your character and foundation and then that kind of put me on to uh craig ballantyne and i like craig's books like the perfect day formula the perfect week formula and his podcast is pretty good too just learning about personal discipline and habits um i think is really good um, I like to listen to uh, Joel Osteen as well. I don't know. I mean, he's not Catholic, but for me, just listening to positive messages just come out of a guy. So anything like with a positive message, anything with personal habits, just getting on topics and, and then, you know, for, for your for your work, something about fitness and diet. And then for me, I've read some books, too, about just how to be a, a better dad or a better husband. So I think that's a good category to get as well. Yeah. And always a difficult thing to balance. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. For Needs sure. of the family yep. versus all the stuff we have to do, man. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, Maddie, thanks so much for coming onto the show, dude. And congrats on, uh, on all your success. Uh, you're building some cool buildings while you've been chatting. I've been looking at it going, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, man. So yeah, congrats. It's, it's amazing how it's amazing how our industry has evolved. You know, back in the day, we were just kind of putting up simple tin buildings, you know, and it was kind of a kind of a down here thing. And um, our industry just evolved, and so many buildings have gotten pretty pretty cool, pretty high, uh, pretty high end. So we're doing a lot of high end stuff these days, and they are very neat. They're very involved, so it keeps us very busy, and it's it's. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, Matt, so. that concludes your time in the hot seat, bud. Thank you so much okay. for coming on to the show. Everybody else, we'll see you again soon. Ciao for now. Hey, thanks a lot.